our fair city was built as a paragon of order. The Heartlife Corporation created a self-sufficient metropolis to better care for the policies of the city. Here below the corporate tower, Heartlife provides all that one could need to live a stimulating and productive life. The corporation promised no more toil cooking and washing dishes, and so policies get their sustenance from nutritionally complete capsules. Worry not, valued policy, you can still have that favorite dish you love so much. For every projected labor quota exceeded, one gets a vacation in our plant and animal-filled spa. Here you can harvest all those old-fashioned foods you remember, and all policies who diligently perform to the best of their capacity have access to the relaxation afforded by a variety of local pubs, taverns, and watering holes. Tonight's journey on our fair city terminates at a colorful bar known only as Al's, proof positive of the true lifestyles of Heartlife's own. Al's is a favorite meeting place for many of the city's hard-working policies, and has long been the place to meet on scenic sea level. Tonight, we find entering the establishment one of Heartlife's finest, Mr. George Chamberlain, special investigator, accompanied by the lovely Widow Rourke. I don't know, Mr. Chamberlain. I've been keeping an eye on my son for years, and I've never seen him come here. We must be making a mistake. The unlikely couple make their way to the end of the bar, farthest from the door. Right now, the bar's tables are populated by pleasant-looking people. A corporate copy boy here, a food pill processor there. All of them are chatting over glasses of clear liquid. No mistake, Mrs. Rourke. Nathan is coming here because this is where people like Mr. Henderson meet. Remember, he's the one we need to keep an eye on. He is extremely dangerous, and it's likely he's using your son. What if Nathan isn't with him? Henderson is the one who always carries a shovel. The others seem content to leave theirs at the door in places like this. Would this have happened if I'd applied for a new spouse when Alan died? Oh, Nathan's father and I were an old-fashioned marriage by choice. I am aware. I couldn't bear. What? I'm sure that was very difficult for you. Thank you, Mr. Chamberlain. Oh! Your son is not due for another few minutes. Why are you using a pocket recorder? Location. Al's Bar, Sea Deck. Subjects, Neil Henderson. Do you have to do that right now? I'm still here. Nathan Rourke. Associate, Elizabeth Rourke. Usual patron types are present. Estimated arrival of targets, four minutes. It just gives me the creeps. My son is not a subject, he's a person. And I may be here with you, but I'm not exactly a willing associate. No one has pointed a gun at your head, Mrs. Rourke. I would know. I was there. I would have noticed something like that. We may not have seen the gun, Mr. Chamberlain, but we both know it was there. And if I'd refused, what would have happened to Nathan? Do you always talk this much? Only when I have to. He's my son. Shush. I believe this is them. Hi, kid. Well, you figured out. Hey, I'm gonna call you Poopy Pants. Doesn't he look young next to that man? Subjects have taken seats near the wall. 
subject Rourke, is facing the door. Investigator remains out of both subjects' fields of vision. He looks almost exactly like his father. Subjects are unarmed. Except for Henderson's ubiquitous shovel. What are they talking about? Their conversation appears to be regarding the contraband in question. Seems they may have found a fence and made an appointment. Is the Henderson man threatening Nathan with a shovel? The subject's partnership appears volatile. It may be possible to orchestrate a rift between the two. He has to stop. Subject Henderson doesn't have the intellect to lead this operation, but he is in charge. Subject Rourke appears to be, metaphorically, a brain on a leash. What exactly does that mean? That does not concern you. I am here with you. I'm supposed to be helping you, and he is my son. How could this possibly concern me anymore? While you may actually have a valid point, your shrewish raving has prevented me from overhearing those very details. Congratulations. See you then. Subjects are preparing to exit the bar. Visual inspection does not reveal the contraband containment tube on either of their persons. Likely hidden at a separate location. So what the hell are we supposed to do now? Said location, likely the domicile of Subject Henderson's only regular contact. Security monitors will keep the subjects in view. Special investigator plans to search the working residence of relations technician designate Allison. Data request complete file on Allison current address last sighting on monitor. Relations technician, we're stopping by a brothel? We are investigating a relations technician. We're leaving Nathan so you can stop at a prostitute? That's unacceptable! Your son will be quite safe. Without the containment tube, it is most likely he will be kept alive so that its location may be tortured out of him. What? However... If we manage to remove the tube from play by recovering it for Hart's life, your son will cease to be of interest to anyone. This is Nathan's best chance. I don't like leaving him. You cannot protect him indefinitely. With that, Mr. Chamberlain and Mrs. Rourke sweep from the bar, leaving its patrons in their wake. Chamberlain's words ring in Mrs. Rourke's ears. The pair's destination, the home of Allison, relations technician, and Neil Henderson's true love. What can come of their journey to the cosmopolitan red-light district of our fair city? Can they simply retrieve the tube from the hands of the Lady of the Evening, or will their time have passed? Find out next time in What's Love Got to Do With It?